to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. As always, thank you for tuning into the show. My name is Brady Ross. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm passionate about helping people discover that they already have all of the motivation that they need inside of them. They just need to figure out how they can tap into that motivation to pursue the goals that matter most to them. So I'm so glad that you were here. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the show, give us a rating and a review so that more people can find the content, and hopefully we'll be able to take this message that we believe is so empowering to a greater number of people. Today, I welcome Nikki Ballou onto the show. Nikki is the best-selling author of the book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. He's written additional books such as The Thought Leader's Journey, The Power of Connecting. He's also an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker and the founder of E-Circle Academy, which we'll link in the show notes. Nikki is very passionate about helping people develop. You'll hear that as you listen to this conversation. The only downside to my conversation with Nikki was that we had some connectivity issues, which you'll hear occasionally throughout the interview. I don't think it distracts from the content, which is why I am sharing the interview anyway. I know that you're going to be better for listening. Before we begin, I do want to spend just a moment telling you about my Midweek Momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the week off with a lot of excitement. You're energized after the weekend and you're looking forward to what lies ahead. But then as time goes on, you get tired. Maybe some things get added to your to-do list that you weren't expecting. And when that happens, it can be hard to finish the week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. If this is something that you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com. That's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com and sign up for my midweek momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, I'll send you a short thought or inspiration, oftentimes based on the podcast guests from the previous week. And my hope is that this little bit of encouragement helps you maintain that discipline and that drive to finish your week with the same amount of intentionality as you had when you started. After you sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a free instant download of the introduction and first chapter of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goal. You'll be able to use the information to figure out how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. This newsletter is completely free. I'm not going to spam you or sell your inspiration. I just want to help you tap into that motivation that you have inside of you in a way that helps you pursue your most important goals. And I think this newsletter will help you do that. So again, you can visit my website at bradyross.com to sign up, and we'll link that in the show notes as well. All right, with that in mind, let's get into my conversation with Nikki Ballou. Hey, Nikki, thanks for coming on the show. Brother, thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. God bless your heart. Well, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So obviously, this is motivation for regular people and you told me before we started recording you've been on over a thousand podcasts and you've gotten to have a lot of different experiences and i'm sure that you've learned a thing or two about motivation along the way 100 percent, brother 100 uh, percent. i'm the author of uh, nine books uh and uh five of those nine books are in the arena in, uh, of business the first book I wrote is called Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. 
and, and, and really it's uh, about 13 principles of how champions think and win. And those are the sorts of things I love talking about. I love getting people excited about that and how they can apply it to their lives. That's fantastic. So how did this all start for you? Have you always been as driven as you are now? Or was there a point in time when things began to change or shift for you? Well, I'm actually, you know, backstory wise, I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic revolution took place in Iran and it upended my world. I, I went from, you know, being a happy kid to being a really upset kid because, you know, my dad could see the writing on the wall and this was not going to be a great place in his view for him to raise his Christian family. So he made a plan and he got us out of Iran and he settled us eventually where I now live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I was mad. I was 11. You know, I didn't want to leave my friends, didn't want to leave my home, but it was the right thing to do because he took us from tyranny to freedom. And I got to tell you, I'm so grateful for that. And because of my father and what he did and my experience of living in a free society, I've become a real champion for freedom, for free expression and free enterprise. I think inside of every human breast beats the living heart of freedom. We all want to live as free men and free women. And to me, I define freedom as being able to chart your own course, not having anybody else try to force you to go down a path you don't want to go down. And it's it's just incredible that we get to have that here in Canada, in the United States, and in most Western countries. And I know there's a lot of people around the world these days that are saying, oh my God, America, the West, you guys are so oppressive, you're so racist, you're so horrible. You're... And I'm not trying to pretend here that it's perfect over here, because obviously it's not. But are you freaking kidding me? This is the most tolerant, incredible place on the face of the earth. We're lucky to be here. If you open your mouth like that, in my home country of Iran, they're going to string you up by your toes with a steel cable. They're going to torture you to death. And then they're going to drop you down a deep, dark hole from which you will never, ever come out. And they'll bill your family for the cost of killing you. Okay, just so you understand what other countries are like when you mess around with the authorities. We're very lucky that we get to live here. And my father, he felt the same way. And he was a man who uplifted people. If you knew my dad and you were looking for work, he'd make some phone calls till he got you a job. If you were trying to start a business, dad would go out there and bring other uh, business owners to the table to advise you. He'd even help you find capital if that's what you needed. And if he knew you and you were looking to buy a car or a house or an apartment, dad would like top you up if you didn't quite have enough money. And you might think to yourself, yo, Nikki, are you kidding me? Who does that? Nobody does that. And I'm here to tell you the late, great Napoleon Ballou, for one, he did that. And you might go, wait, why would he do that? Well, number one, he was a devout Christian. He believed he'd been blessed by God. And it was his duty as a devout Christian to share those blessings with other people. It was very important to him. But number two, he did it because he could. He was rich. He had the money. He was successful. He could help people. I wanted to be like my father. I wanted to be somebody who helped people. So that's why I got into entrepreneurship. I know in Hollywood, they like to portray business people are all bad and evil and so forth. And maybe there are, there's some that are that way. But in my experience, the best people in our society go into business. They're the people with the biggest hearts. They're the people with the biggest visions. They're the people who want to make the world a better place. And I want to help these people. That's why I got into business. I want to make a difference for those who've got the courage to put themselves out there and make an amazing thing happen for themselves and for the people around them. That is really what drove me. And, you know, here's the first thing I noticed when I got into business to helping entrepreneurs. Good people get into entrepreneurship. They're good at what they do. They're good at delivering for people, but they're not good at business. They're overwhelmed by things like marketing and sales and customer service 
and structure and process and financial statements and all that stuff. It's just overwhelming to some of them. And at some point, their lack of knowledge in that area causes them to hit a plateau. That plateau could be at 50,000, 100,000, a million, 10 million, but it's there. And I saw this and I came from a business family. And so what I realized is I know how to help these people think these things through. So I provided services to people. I provide business coaching, business workshops on these issues. I provided uh, mastermind and peer groups to help folks deal with this. And here's what I found, especially people under $5 million a year in business, what I call the danger zone, right? Because it's enough money for you to feel good about what you're, what you're doing, but it's not enough money that you got a sustainable business that's going to last without you. Those folks, man, they get nervous about certain things, especially selling and marketing. They don't want to come across as pushy or salesy. They don't want to walk in the room and everyone runs away because they reek of commission breath. You know, you want to buy, want to buy, want to buy one of those people. So my job, as I saw it, was to help those people see that, hey, listen, not everybody that, you know, you're approaching is somebody that is afraid of you approaching them. Some of those people actually need your help because when you don't approach them, then somebody who's not a good person, who's a charlatan, they're going to come in and scoop the business and they're not going to deliver anything to them. And that's bad for everybody. So what I started to do is help these good people think about sales in a different way. Well, what's a different way to think about sales? Don't think about it as selling. Think about it as serving. Well, you don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But we all love to be served by a caring human being. And so just helping people rewire their brain from selling to serving has helped so many people double, triple, quadruple, even five and tenfold their business. And that's how I got started in my career is helping people deal with things. I love it. I love what you're sharing and the passion that you're sharing it with. I'm picturing my brother-in-law as you're talking, who I just got to spend some time with last week. And he's a salesperson. And he told me that what he loves most about selling is the opportunity to help people solve problems. And I think that from the outside, that's a perspective that people often don't have about sales. They think that salespeople are just trying to take their money, but at the heart of a good salesperson. And I think about my brother-in-law. And then I think about another friend that I have who told me that sales is just the transfer of belief. And, you know, if you have something that you believe in and you're passionate about, then selling is just sharing that belief in a way that other people can lean into if it's something that is intriguing to them. So yeah, I totally resonate with your message. And I want to probe a little deeper into something that you talked about, which is this concept of freedom that you've experienced in your life in multiple ways. What overlap do you feel like there is between freedom and motivation? Listen, if you live in a country where there's tyranny, you got to be really careful with what you say. And it's hard to be motivated when you're not able to fully express yourself for fear of landing in jail or frankly being killed, you know? And to me, without freedom, there's no free enterprise. Without free enterprise, you you can't go out there and create a life or a business of, of your choice, of your choosing. And so to me, we have got to make sure that we all stand up for freedom. And especially in the West, especially in a country like the United States of America, the United States of America is the living embodiment of freedom on this earth. It's a nation that was born in freedom. You know, the Declaration of Independence starts off with these amazing words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among 
These are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men that derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. You think about those words. Those are immortal words. Those are powerful words. And those are the words that can allow you to create any kind of life you want. And that motivates me. It certainly, I think, motivates anybody who understands what they mean and what it's all about. Look at the United States. The United States was born in 1776. And basically by 1918, 150 years later, it was the most powerful and the richest society in the history of the world. Why is that? One word, freedom. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think that it's easy to forget whether you're thinking about the country that you live in or even everything that you have control over in your life. And that's a big part of my story. You know, I used to think that in a lot of ways, my destiny was already decided for me. And once I realized that I had more control over my life than I thought, that's when my motivation began to increase because I realized just how much my life was a blank slate. And I was the one that was holding the paintbrush. You know, I had an open canvas to paint on and I got to decide what went on there. And so I think what you're sharing is so empowering. You know, I look at you, Nikki, and you've gotten to do so many cool things in your life. You've gotten to work with different entrepreneurs and you've gotten to share your message on all of these different podcasts. I'm curious, in your work, what is your absolute favorite thing that you get to do? Honestly, man, it's to meet people and connect with another human being. You know, I'm a people person. And, and honestly, my father used to say life is about people. It's not about numbers. It's not about business. It's not about money. He said even business is about people. It's not about money. You know, you were talking about your brother-in-law. And, you know, he looks at sales as solving problems. I think that's brilliant. See, this is a, an IP snapshot I created. And if you look right here at this Venn diagram, it talks about people, problems, profit. Business is about solving problems for people. And that gives you a right to earn a profit. And it's about solving acute problems for amazing people. And that allows you to earn an awesome profit. Where all three of these intersect, that is the purpose of a business. Period, full stop, end the story. And I say to people, if you're in business, you can't be thinking about you and what's in it for you and how much money you're going to make. You got to be thinking about that other person, what they need, and how someone like you can help them. That's the bottom line. Because if you do that, you're in good shape. If you don't do that, then you're in bad shape. You know, because a focus on you causes people to think, hey, this, this guy just cares about himself. Forget it. I don't want to have anything to do with him. But a focus on other people makes good people go, wow, this is a good human being. I want to work with him. Now, listen, I don't want you to be a doormat or anything like that either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not interested in you just offering to do everything for everybody for free and let them take advantage of you. That's not business either because there's got to be a, an exchange. Business is about an exchange between people. And if someone's not delivering on their end of the exchange, that doesn't work. But if you offer somebody a solution to their major problems, you've earned the right to ask for money and, and ask to make a wonderful profit. And that's what it's all about. Take the attention off you and what you need. Put the attention on the other person and what they need. And beautiful and glorious things are going to happen for you. What's one piece of advice that you would give them? 
one piece of advice that I would give them is don't try to do it all alone and figure it out on your own. Get help. Get help. There are four characteristics that the successful have. Okay. You might want to write these down if you're listening in. So number one is you got to be decisive. Decisive. What does it mean to be decisive? It means to kill off the alternative to your success. So the greatest personal development author of all time is Napoleon Hill. The most famous and biggest selling personal development book of all time is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. But before he wrote that book, he was a journalist. And Napoleon Hill at the time was sent by his newspaper editor to interview the then richest man in the world. And his name was Andrew Carnegie. He was kind of the Elon Musk of his day, okay? And so he went over to interview the richest man in the world and he went to his palatial estate. And he's like looking around going, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is unreal, this is amazing. And they had a great time, they really hit it off. And at the end of the interview, Andrew Carnegie said, Mr. Hill, I've quite enjoyed our talk. And I have a proposition for you, sir. How would you like to spend the weekend with me at my estate as I would like to talk with you further? Now, brother, I don't know what you think, but if the richest man in the world came to me and said, yo, Nikki, how would you like to spend the weekend at my estate? I would like to talk with you further. I'd call my sweetheart and I'd say, honey, sweetie, I'm going to be hanging out with Elon for the weekend. Take care of the kids. Click, <laughs> right? That's how it'd be. And of course, Napoleon Hill said, yes. They had an amazing weekend together. And at the end of the weekend, you know, Andrew Carnegie said, Mr. Hill, I've quite enjoyed our time together. And I believe that you and I see eye to eye. I have a proposition for you. How would you like to spend the next 20 years of your life researching and writing about my philosophy of success. I will not pay you a stipend. That means you're on your own for making money, kid. <laughs> but what I will do is I'll send you letters of introduction to the 500 richest and most successful men and women in these here United States. What say you? It took Napoleon Hill 31 seconds to say, I'll do it. And the rest is history. He wrote Think and Grow Rich, biggest selling personal development book of all time, over 150 million copies sold, changed the lives of tens of millions of people. Now, about 20 years later, he and the great man met one last time before he passed, and they were reminiscent. And then Andrew Carnegie said to him, Mr. Hill, I need to tell you something. Back when I made that proposition to you, I was holding on to this here watch. And he had one of those big old fashioned ornate watches that people wore in pockets on the side with like a second hand on it. And he said, and I had this watch held under the table and I had given you 60 seconds to make up your mind. And if you did not make up your mind in 60 seconds, I was going to pull the offer. Offer, shoot, but why, sir? Why indeed, Mr. Hill, you tell me. He said, okay, okay, okay. It's successful people are decisive people. He said, yes, successful people are decisive people. 
He said, I had made the same offer to four of the most eminent educators in these here United States. And all four had said, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in a week. Nobody got back to me in a week. Two of them didn't get back to me at all. And two of them got back to me in a month and said no. And I knew they were the wrong people. Hmm. Successful people gather all the facts fast and they make a decision. Unsuccessful people say, I need to think about it. I'll get back to you. I'm going to talk to my wife, my husband, my dog, my ancestors in a seance. Successful people would say yes or no immediately once they have all the facts. And they don't dilly-dally to gather all the facts. Napoleon Hill knew he wasn't going to be paid. He knew he was going to have letters of introduction to the 500 richest and most successful people in the United States. What else did he need to know? Nothing. It was a yes or a no at that point. You want to be successful in life? Someone's making an offer to you? It's either a yes or a no. Secondly, you got to commit. You got to be in it to win it. Every master was once a disaster. You got to be willing to suck before you're bad. You got to be willing to be bad before you're mediocre. You got to be willing to be mediocre before you're average. You got to be willing to be average before you're okay. You got to be willing to be okay before you're decent. You got to be willing to be decent before you're good. You got to be willing to be good before you're great. You got to be willing to be great before you're a master. You got to be willing to be a master before you're iconic. And you've got to be willing to be iconic before you're the best that ever lived. That's commitment. Commitment isn't I'll try it for a day, a week, a month, a year. It's I'm in it to win it. Thirdly, you got to be coachable. Robin Sharma, who was a client of mine, the author of the legendary book, The Monk Who Sold This Ferrari, once said to me, Nikki, if you want to double your income this year, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Double your income, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Triple. Triple. Hire the coaches. Join the masterminds. Attend the conferences. Do the courses. Buy the books. And then fourth, you got to be resourceful. Tony Robbins said it doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters how bad do you want change. How resourceful are you? Blue decides she didn't want to be married to me anymore. I was blindsided. I didn't see it coming. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. And here's what happened. I spiraled. She kicked me out of the house, sleeping on my mother's couch. Wasn't able to see my kid. It was horrible for me. Horrible. And a friend of mine bought me a ticket to go to a conference. I went. This man delivered a talk and it spoke to my soul. Soon as he was done, I rushed the stage to be first in line to go speak to him. I shook his hand, introduced myself, told him a story. The end of it, I said, I think I need to hire you. He said, oh, okay. He said, but I need to tell you something. I said, what? He said, my minimum fee to work with someone's $5,000. That's for five hours of my time. I require payment in full and up front, I offer no guarantees and no refunds. Do you still want to work with me, son? I'm like, well, I don't have that kind of money. He said, you don't? I said, no. I said, I'm going to give you some free coaching. I said, okay, free coaching. That sounds great. Give it to me. Lay it on me. 
He said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. I said, it doesn't. But I thought you want $5,000 from me. So it matters very much how much money you have. I said, no, it does not. He said, what matters is not that. I don't need your money. I got 20 people waiting to work with me. 20. You need me. You got nobody who can pull you out of the crap hole you're in. Wasn't easy to hear, but it was truth. So he said, what matters isn't how much money you have. What matters is how bad you want to change. You're sleeping on your mother's couch. Your wife's kicked you out of the house. You haven't been able to see your kids or provide for your kids. And you feel like a loser. How much longer do you want to tolerate this? A day? A month? A week? A year? A lifetime? I said, no, no, no. no. Give me a couple of days, I'll come back. So I was fitness trainer then i called a couple people and i said to them hey hey hey! i got good news you're fat and you need to lose weight because if you don't you could die or have an irrevocable health event that'll crush the quality of your life i'm broke and i need money so i can take care of my kids and see them and not feel like a loser so I'm going to offer you the deal of a lifetime, half price, but you got to say yes now and you got to pay him full now. What's it going to be? Well, two guys said yes and gave me a thousand bucks. I was excited. I went to see this fellow two days later. I dropped down $2,000 on his table, feeling really good about myself. And um, he said, hey, that's great, $2,000. But I said five, not two. And I was like, I said to him, hey, Bill, his name is Bill, Bill. How many people have you told this story to over the years? He said, over the years, um, 30, maybe 40. I said, wow, that's a lot. I said, besides me, who else came back with any money? He said, oh, that's easy. You're the first. I'm the first. He goes, you are the very first. I go, I am the very first. He goes, yes, the very first. I go, okay. Then take my money and I'll sign a contract for you to pay off the rest within 30, 60 days, whatever the case may be. He agreed. The rest is history. I made six figures in six months and I paid him off early <laughs> because I want to change back. If you're listening to this, how bad do you want to change? How long have you been tolerating your current situation? On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your current situation? Is it a 10? Well, if it's 10, good for you. But it probably isn't. I actually don't think anybody's is at a 10. Is it below a six? And if it is below a six, how much longer do you want to tolerate it? And if the answer is anything other than I'm done tolerating it, then you're going to keep losing in life. That's a great perspective, Nikki. Thank you for sharing that with us. So where can people learn more about you? I mean, you can find me on social media, websites. That's how you can learn more about me. But if, if you're a little more serious and wanting to learn more about me and you want to have a transformation in your life, you'd like to have a conversation with me, then don't do that. Then get on my calendar. Go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. And I'm offering 45 minutes of my time for free to anybody who goes on there, fills out an application form. And at the end, you got to say, I want change back. That's what I want to see. 
I want to change bad. If you say that, we'll help you get on the path to create the change you want so badly. And we'll link that side in the show notes as well. So that anyone who wants to learn more about Nikki, or if you want change bad, you'll have all of the, the resources and the information you need to track down Nikki. And I know that you'll be better for doing so. Nikki, thanks for coming on the podcast. I enjoyed hearing from you and I appreciate your openness and your willingness to share your story with us today. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And I think one of the things that Nikki said that is most resonating with me is this idea that we all have to follow different steps on the road to excellence. Nobody gets to start something new and immediately become a master. You have to be willing to be bad at something before you can be average, before you can be good, and then before you can be great. And so many of us want to skip steps, but that's not how life works. The reality is we all have to put in the time, develop the discipline, and honestly hit some bumps in the road on the way to becoming the people that we want to be and fulfilling our potential. And I think that the advice and the perspective that Nikki had to share in this episode will hopefully be one piece of the puzzle that helps you pursue your ultimate potential and your ultimate destiny. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Again, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, rate, review. All of these things are going to help us grow the podcast and take the content to more people who we think might find it helpful. I'll see you again next week. Remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need, and now it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it. Thank you.